0: Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple, just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users enter code BMF during sign-up. in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street, and now he's teaming up with Bill Inright
1: to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings. What's up? And welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy podcast, brought to you by DraftKings cory parson the fantasy executive fantasy frankie and bull market bill let's get ready for week number five in the nfl season hopefully we can get every single game and it should be interesting but we got you covered all right so let's get ready to head down to the floor and bill i will start with you it's time to buy or sell and we got a hot one a blue chipper justin herbert is he ready to be a fantasy starter in 12 team leagues I think we have to start off with, is he ready
0: to be the Chargers starter? Remember, a couple of weeks ago, Anthony Lynn said that when Ty- Tyrod Taylor's healthy, he's going to be the team starter because he gives the Chargers the best chance to win. I don't know if that can really be true anymore, judging by what we've seen from Justin Herbert. He became the first rookie quarterback to throw for two touchdown passes of more than 50 yards since Deshaun Watson this past weekend. You look at his upcoming schedule, nothing but green matchups against the Saints, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the uh, the Raiders. I'm buying in on Justin Herbert. This is why we always tell people to wait on their quarterbacks when you're drafting. Players like Justin Herbert emerge, and all of a sudden he's a free pick middle, you know, week five of the season, and you have yourself a new quarterback one fantasy starter.
1: What are you thinking about him, Frankie? you buying or selling on the rookie quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers?
2: I'm buying him. I actually own several shares of him. He's been sitting on my bench and I've been waiting due to injuries or COVID-19 situations to actually plug him into my lineups. But there's, I don't know what there's really not to like about him. He's thrown for nearly 300 yards in uh, nearly, in what, all three of his uh, first three starts of his career coming in now. I, I don't see how Anthony link can ever go back to Tyrod Taylor, the game manager. Tyrod Taylor has perennially shown that he, all he is, is a 200 to, to 220 to 260, you know, game manager in terms of total yards and he's never going to put up the solid fantasy numbers that we're seeing this kid do in his rookie campaign. Five touchdowns in three games. I'm completely in agreement with Bill here. I think you buy and I'm completely bullish on Justin Erber going forward due to those matchups that Bill alluded to.
1: Not to mention the fact Keenan Allen, if you got that draft day discount on Keenan Allen, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself right now because it's going to be targets to Keenan Allen. It seems like he's locked in him on a favorite target just like an Andrew Lux rookie season the way he locked on to reggie wayne so it's going to be interesting to see how that situation plays out all right let's get ready bill the number one rookie running back in fantasy football is not deandre swift it is not cam Akers. it is not even clyde the glide it's james robinson you buying or selling he keeps this going I think he is going to keep it going. You look at that
0: Jacksonville Jaguars backfield, who else is going to take away carries from him? Chris Thompson? I don't think so. And that's what I get for being a nice guy at the beginning of the summer because my brother was struggling with his fantasy team. He had no running backs at the time. I said, hey, why don't you just pick up this guy, James Robinson, the Jaguars just cut Leonard Fournette. Not knowing that this guy would be a top 12, top 15 running back, I should have picked him up myself. I'll never be a good brother when it comes to fantasy
1: football ever again. The greatness of the king, Scott Angle, Frankie, used to always say, there are no friends in fantasy football, Bill. So I guess you learned your lesson with that one right there. There are no friends and no family. But Frankie, James Robinson, Jimmy Robb.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, Bill, you got to learn one thing, buddy. Just like they say at the poker table, there's no friends at the poker table. There's definitely no friends when it comes to fantasy. And I'm a 100% in agreement with you here, Bill. I think James Robinson is a complete buy. You know, look. Let's just look at last week. He still saw volume despite a negative game script in that game. And he still put up great numbers. So if he's going to put up these kind of dependable, reliable fantasy numbers in a game with negative game script where everything was going against him to put up production and he still was able to come through, then I love his potential in this game against Houston and i love his potential going forward. I think James Robinson is on the fantasy landscape and he's here to stay.
1: Yeah, I like James, I like James Robinson a lot as well. Also, all right, let's go to some running backs Bill uh, Melvin Gordon right now through four games. He's rushed for over 281 he runs for 281 yards. He's getting some he's catching some passes, he's doing some good things. What do you think about Melvin Gordon moving forward? I think if I'm
0: in the trade market, I'm selling high on Melvin Gordon coming off that game against the Jets, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Phillip Lindsay is expected to be back either this week or the next. Now is the time to trade away Melvin Gordon. Maybe you have a stable of running backs, then you have the the depth to do that, then the market is not going to get any better for Melvin Gordon after coming off that game that he had against the Jets. Now's the time to sell
1: high. You agree with this one too, Frankie Sell, high on Melvin Gordon after the jet contest? Man,
2: this is getting annoying. I don't like to be constantly know, agreeing I know, I know. With, with, with this guy. I mean, We got we on. got plenty
0: of time. We got plenty of time. I'll start yelling at you in just a little bit. I know there's a couple players that Corey has in mind I'm sure we're going to disagree on.
2: Uh, yes, but 100%, again, in agreement with Lindsey back. I think Lindsey is actually the more talented player. I know that a lot of people will think that that's – how can that possibly be the case? But I just love his elusiveness. I love his ability better, even better than Melvin Gordon to catch the ball out of the backfield. And we see that right now, Denver's got a lot of issues. And when their quarterback, you know, we don't know who's going to really be on the center going forward with all these injuries. And, you know, from week to week, you're really going to struggle to find out who the starting quarterback will be for the Broncos. And that, that's going to actually lead to a lot of checkdowns leading to a lot of checkdowns. It's going to lead to a lot of opportunities for Lindsay to be on the field in favor of Gordon. If Lindsay was out, then of course Gordon is the guy that you want to own. But with Lindsay being back, I think Gordon becomes an immediate sell player because I don't think he's going to be able to keep up this production just because of game flow, game script, and the opportunity that he's going to have in the passing game because I think the coaches in Denver obviously trust uh, Lindsay more than they trust Gordon in the passing game.
1: It took a donut from. Uh, no, no, let me stop by. I, I, I skipped the player, excuse me. I was getting ready to get into Amari Cooper of my once-beloved Dallas Cowboys. Once you can skip, you can skip <laughs> But, Bill, Keyshawn Vaughn, we actually saw some work from him this week. You buying into the rookie runner? I'm not. I mean, w- what do we expect? He- Ronald Jones is
0: there. Leonard Fournette's going to be healthy. LaShawn McCoy's going to be healthy. W- what can we really get out of Keyshawn Vaughn this year? It would take all three of those guys to be on the injury report for me to actually pay any attention to him.
1: Anything, anything, Frankie, you agree with this one too, not paying no attention to Keyshawn Vaughn at this point?
2: No, I actually believe that you do pay attention to him if you're in a deeper league. Uh, I think that he's a stash and cash type of player. As we know right now, Lashawn McCoy already banged up. Leonard Fournette already missed last week he's already been banged up and we know the injury history with both these players they're perennially guys that find their way to the injured reserve and now with the injured reserve changing in 2020 with this only three game IR list I wouldn't be surprised if we don't find one of these players if not both on that list at some point this season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I think Keyshawn Bourne is a reliable dependable option as a stash and cash type of player if you have a deeper roster and you have a deeper bench in the fantasy football world championships I have a rostered in several leagues and I'm waiting for that opportunity to really rear its ugly head unfortunately we know that due to COVID and and in this particular season due to the uh, abbreviated mini camps and the lack thereof and training camp you know we're seeing a lot of players come up with soft tissue injuries I would not be surprised if Keyshawn Vaughn does not become fantasy relevant on the landscape in
1: 2020 at some point in the 2020 season I have a team, my running back situation is pitiful, and I'm bidding heavily for Keyshawn Vaughn tonight, so I cannot, so I don't have to start Frank Gore anymore. And I also lost Austin Eckler this week, so it's gonna be tough in that one. The rest of the team is rock solid, can win the championship, but sometimes you play a little bit of running back chicken a little bit too long, and it bites you in the end. All right, Bill, get in here. Let's talk about Amari Cooper, number one wide receiver in fantasy football right now. Dr. Roto always says he plays his best games at home. We've seen a Cowboy home game. He played excellent. You buying and selling the current number one wide receiver in fantasy. I'm buying Amari Cooper. I mean, uh, two out of four games over 100 yards.
0: The other two, he had over 80 yards. What can this guy do more for fantasy players other than maybe get into the end zone? You look at the amount of catches he has. Two games with double digits, throwing nine, throwing a six or you flip it, you throw in a 69. Uh, it's up to you, your preference, but Hey, he's catching the football. He's getting a lot of yards. I like to see him get into the end zone a little bit more, especially with Dak throwing so many touchdown passes. But as long as that Cowboys
1: offense keeps sucking, there's going to be plenty of garbage time for Amari Cooper. Yeah. The defense does suck. The offense is pulling it together, but it's only also much that Dak Prescott and the offense can do. If the other team is scoring at a historical clip, Frankie, I worry about the injuries to Amari Cooper and his, and his propensity to get banged up from time to time throughout the course of the season.
2: Yeah, but even despite that, there's no way that you could sell on Amari Cooper in this offense right now. This is arguably one of the most prolific offenses, and it becomes even more prolific due to the fact that their defense is absolutely putrid. And I'll be honest, guys, there's no way that any fantasy owner could be looking to move on from him. He is an absolute stud right now. 28 targets? The past two games combined? Are you kidding me? There's no way. I don't even understand how this guy is even on the buy or sell list. I can't hit the buy button hard enough, fast enough, strong enough. There, Amari Cooper is an absolute beast. He is going to finish if he stays healthy. You did bring that point up, and he looks like he's showing that through the first quarter of the season. If he's able to stay on the field, he is a top five, if not top three fantasy football player at the wide receiver position in this 2020 campaign.
0: One more thing. One more thing about Amari Cooper real quick, Corey. The Cowboys have not yet played an opponent from the NFC East. That's six cupcake matchups. Over the final, what? We're in week five, so a final 11 games of the season. Six cupcake matchups against those bums in the NFC East. Giants, Washington, Philly. Those are great matchups
1: all for Amari Cooper. If you turn around and you look back historically, especially in the Dak Prescott era, Dak Prescott's record versus NFC East teams is very good. That may be the Cowboys saving grace. Then they take a defense to the playoffs to give up 75 points. All right, so the last guy on our buy or sell bill. He's going to have a new quarterback. It's not going to be his buddy from college. It's going to be Kyle Allen. No more Dwayne Haskins behind center in D.C. It looks like Terry McLaurin is losing his BFF. Are you buying or selling the second-year wide receiver?
0: This is an interesting one. I saw him on the buy or sell list, so I put out a poll on Twitter. The results right now are pretty much even. I mean, it's fifty-two to forty-seven with twelve hundred votes. I just put up the vote, uh, put up the poll like twenty minutes ago. People think fifty-two percent of the people think he'll be better with Kyle Allen. I don't know. I think he's going to stay the same. I mean, I guess I guess I'm holding. I'm not buying. I'm not selling. I, I can't imagine he'll do much better with Kyle Allen. I can't imagine he'll do much worse with Kyle Allen. I think if you drafted Terry McLaurin, you probably probably have him as your wide receiver, too, and that's exactly where he should be.
1: What do you think, Frankie, about McLaurin going forward, no longer catching balls from his buddy in Dwayne Haskins, but he has another quarterback in Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen, listen, Kyle Allen can come in there and he can raise McLaurin's level, or maybe Kyle Allen comes in there and he finds himself his own favorite target. What do you think?
0: I
2: actually believe that this is a complete buy. I'm completely bullish on the kid, and I believe that – I actually even say that if we look even a little bit further, what happens if Kyle Allen doesn't live up to expectations, but still we know he's going to probably force feed the ball to the only real talented target in that passing game for the Washington football team? And I'll be honest, guys, if we look at a little bit deeper, what is sitting right behind him? What happens if Alex Smith comes back in and makes his return to the NFL level? We know that he's shown that he he can compete at that NFL level if his leg is actually able to be able to perform at a high level and he's able to get back on the field. So maybe even with Alex Smith, so if you got the opportunity in your league to trade for Terry McLaurin with someone who's possibly sour on the fact or thinking, you know, according to what like Bill was alluding to with that poll, I don't understand how that poll is not actually even higher. There is no one else on that team to steal targets away from the kid. He has 32 32- to Targets over the past three weeks that kind of production that 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 kind of you know target share right there is going to lead to immense production guys buy him right now scary terry is the guy that you want to have from the washington football club him and antonio gibson are the only two players that any fantasy owner should even come close to even owning on that a complete roster so
1: guys buy 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 it took him to week five of the season but he finally learned that the Washington football team is the new name of the DC football franchise. <laughs> I kid, Frankie, I kid. <laughs> Let's get ready to go to rest of the season or as you call it remainder of the schedule and I start with you and I start with you Frankie. Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor?
2: Nah, for me, it's 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 a clear, I mean, I have to still go with Derrick Henry here. I mean, he's the better player. He's the, the more accomplished player. I do love Jonathan Taylor, as everybody knows over at SI Fantasy that I actually gave, and as well as over at SI Gambling, I actually gave Jonathan Taylor as one of the players that I was in love with this season. And before Clyde Edwards Hilaire was, you know, all of a sudden thrust into that top role, I actually bet on Jonathan Taylor to win rookie of the year. And I'm actually still hoping that he has an opportunity to do so because he runs behind arguably one of the best, Run blocking offensive lines in all of football with the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm, you know, we're seeing a little bit of regression right now from from Clyde edwards hilaire because we know that there's a lot of weapons on that Kansas City offense. But I'm, you know, it, like you, we alluded to earlier in the program, James Robinson is really stealing that role. I'm hoping that Jonathan Taylor can actually emerge and come, become more of a, a fantasy relevant player and put up a couple of those multiple touchdown spots. So I have a little bit more of a sweat and I have a little bit more equity involved in the game in that Jonathan Taylor rookie of the year future but right now i'm a little bit worried about it looking at it from that overall standpoint but for me it's derrick
1: henry all the way derrick henry or jonathan taylor remainder of schedule bill
0: i, I think <laughs> i think there needs to be some concern for derrick henry simply for the COVID factor uh the titans have an outbreak in that locker room they are in danger of missing their game in week five two more positive tests from that team something Happened whether it was in the facility, on the practice field, on the team flight, but everyone's catching it, and that makes me nervous because once you have it, what do you have to miss? Three games or, or two games? You're not allowed back back with the team, so that's concerning with me for Derrick Henry. I think if he stays clear of COVID, he'll he'll at the end of the year he'll have a much better season than Jonathan Taylor. So if you're worried about the coronavirus and the outbreak in Tennessee, now might be the time to ship him.
1: Interesting stuff right there. You got to take that into consideration, all right? Let's go Frankie Miles Sanders or David Montgomery Pierce, second-year running backs.
2: Ah, this is absolute no-brainer. My guy Jim Cramer, I think, would have a coronary if I actually picked David Montgomery. Montgomery hasn't found the end zone at all this season, and he's a player that's easily become fantasy you know in fantasy football. He's become touchdown dependent in order for him to be relevant, and with zero, a goose egg in that category through the first quarter of the season, there's no way that I could pick David Montgomery despite the fact that the Bears have lost Tariq Cohen uh, for the season due to a torn ACL, and he should be seeing more of the carries and more of the work. I actually believe that Miles Sanders in that Philadelphia Eagles offense he's going to get things straightened out he has a, he's a he- Listen, I don't. I know everyone's going to say out there he's found a little bit of the dropsies right now in that in coming out of the backfield. He's struggling in the passing game, but if he was able to, if if he's just able to hold on to some of those balls, he'd his numbers would be absolutely prolific right now. He's had several opportunities where he's dropped balls wide open that could have gone a long, long way if not to the house. So Miles Sanders is a guy for me. I believe is going to have a tremendous uh, second half of the season going forward. I think the Eagles will start to improve on their offensive woes. I think they'll start to get some of those guys back from the injury problems, maybe even Alshon Jeffrey at some point Some point this season, if not maybe Deshaun Jackson, you know, hopefully Jalen Rager as well. I think Carson Wentz showed us that, you know, he still has a talent to lead this team, despite the fact that he's working with limited options. But for me, in, our, in the eyes of our guy, Jim Kramer over there, there's no way that you could pick David Montgomery over Miles Sanders
0: for the remainder of schedule.
1: Bill, is there no way that you can do that? You know, Frankie, you pointed
0: to the fact that David Montgomery hasn't gotten to the end zone on a rushing rushing touchdown yet. Miles Sanders only has one rushing touchdown. He has zero receiving touchdowns. David Montgomery has one receiving touchdown. So from the scoring category, they're actually very much the same. They're within five yards, total scrimmage yards. Uh, They're within five yards of each other, total scrimmage yards. David Montgomery doesn't have anyone to compete with. Miles Sanders, you see him come in, you see him come out, battling that hamstring injury. Boston Scott, not much of a threat, although we do appreciate Mr. Scott coming on Sports Illustrated this week. Great interview with Ben Heisler. Check it out. Shameless plug. All good. Keeping it moving. Uh, Corey Clement also there too. I don't know if it's that clear cut that there's no way I would take Miles Sanders. I would take David Montgomery over Miles Sanders. I think they're about even at this point. Miles Sanders hasn't shown me anything more or to get excited about than David Montgomery has shown me either.
2: So if we were in a league together right now and I offered you David Montgomery from Isle Sanders, you'd immediately... No, hit-
0: n- no because why would I trade a wash? I'm basically saying it's a wash. Why would I, why would I make that trade?
2: Because in my eyes, I don't see it being a wash. I think I think our boy Michael Fabiano was absolutely 100 spot on that preseason that Miles Sanders would be one of the top running backs, and I think he's just struggled because that whole offense has been hit with so many injury issues that it's actually hindered his ability. David Montgomery oh. has actually has actually had the opportunity last week. He had the featured opportunity, and he did not. He really he hasn't really been able to perform anything. And he's i playing against the Colts defense, or top three defense in the league, Frank. I understand that, but what is he going to do? To, are you going to trust him in your lineup
0: tomorrow night? Well, that against, against the Bucs? How, 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 how about me. this for a prop bet? Over under David Montgomery receiving yards, 21 and a half. He's averaging 23 and a half per game. The Bucs are actually third worst when it comes to stopping the running backs out of the backfield. They have allowed, if you let me, I don't know where my stats are. I had, a, I had it earlier, but they, they allow the third most uh, – yards to the opposing running backs. I forget what the average is. It was like 96 yards per game. I think that's like 35, 34 yards per game. I'm taking the over on that. I would start David Montgomery this week. Why not? Because I just running, you, the running bit. You guys are picking up Keyshawn Vaughn. Are you kidding me right now? Are you guys kidding me I'm, right now? To yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's,
2: it, it's called cool pick up Keyshawn Vaughn because he's a stash and cash player. And unfortunately for guys like Corey, he has no other choice because the waiver wire is thin right now. And when you're decimated at that position, Bill, we know that you're forced to do that. If you told me how to choose between Keyshawn Vaughn, if Leonard Fournette, who is a game time decision, doesn't play, uh, let LaShawn McCoy, who's also a game time decision, and is leaning and trending. Was not playing, then I will take him over starting Frank Gore if I'm Corey. There's no right. way I'm starting that old man at running back. Are hey. you doing over David Montgomery?
0: No, obviously not. <laughs> but right. but David Montgomery's not available on his waiver wire. That's not what no, the discussion was. I'm just saying, you, you know, you guys are hyping up Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm giving you a player that's actually producing, and you're knocking him producing. If it, yeah, if it, if that's production, then I don't I don't ever want to be in your league. Well, actually, what? I want to. I actually want to
2: be in I'm your kidding? league. What has Miles Sanders done that David Montgomery hasn't? Miles Sanders
0: is an immense talent right now playing in a much better offense. No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. Tell me what he has done compared to David Montgomery. Don't tell me, don't tell me he's more talented. Don't tell me what he's done. Well, that's what 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 Miles Sanders has
2: done. That's why we're having this discussion because of the fact of both these players have struggled on their offenses that they're being involved in right now. However, the potential leans towards immensely towards Sanders in that Philadelphia offense as opposed to that Chicago mishmash that they don't know who they would even want to start at quarterback. Now, have you about- watched? Have you watched the Eagles play this year? They're My- terrible. Listen, Jim. If you're listening, Jim, please do me a favor: revoke revoke all of Bill's opportunity (laughs) to go to any Eagles games. Because I want to hear until I see him with an Eagles jersey on, singing "Fly Eagles, Fly." All of your Eagles opportunity and passes have been revoked as of
1: as of immediately. Take care of that, Jim. All right. Let's get into some more running backs. I'll start with you on this one, Bill. Rest of the season. DeAndre Swift or Chase Edmonds?
0: You know, I was not a big Kenton Drake supporter at the beginning of the year. I I think I had him on on one of my bus lists. I actually tried to get Chase Edmonds in a few leagues, and then he's just one of those guys that you end up cutting because you need to make moves on the waiver wire based on injuries. DeAndre Swift, I love his talent, Uh, but you look at what Adrian Peterson is still doing at, however old he is, he's really capping Swift's production, and Drake right now... I I can't imagine that it's not going to get closer to a 60-40 split with Drake and Edmonds. I'd go with Edmonds on this one. I would
1: agree with you on that. What do you think, Frankie? Uh, DeAndre Swift or Chase Edmonds?
0: I
2: like Chase Edmonds as well, and I especially like him this week. I, I think that there's a chance and most likely a strong opportunity that both Edmonds and Kenyon Drake find the end zone against that hapless Jets defense. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's always comes back to the new york jets i right, getting ready to wrap up a little bit in a couple moments here but first michael fabiano starts it is out right now on si.com make sure you go check that out all right frankie this is where we decide if we are going to fade fabs or not we have not talked about tight end these are michael fabiano's bargain bins tight ends for this weekend in dfs over at DraftKings. he starts with eric ebron Versus the Philadelphia Eagles. DraftKings price is $4,000. Are you fading fabs? No, I am not. I am actually in an
2: agreement with them. My, uh Over at SI Fantasy earlier this week, I did the streaming options, the top streaming options for Week 5, and Eric Ebron was on my list. I I love his potential in this matchup. The Eagles defense looks like they struggle perennially, um, and specifically this season with tight ends, we saw what George Kittle was able to do. I know that George uh, Eric Ebron is not on the level of uh, George Kittle at the tight end position, but I do think that there's a strong possibility, my model says, that Eric Ebron finds the end zone at least once this season this this week against the Eagles defense and I think that we're seeing right now that you know obviously as he makes his way over and assimilates himself with Ben Roethlisberger and that Pittsburgh Steelers offense I think that he's starting to get more and more you know comfortable that Big Ben is in trusting Ebron and I think it expect the veteran to start to put up better numbers going forward
1: uh Bill you fading fabs on on Eric Ebron on E-double I, I'll buy Ebron for a although-
0: I do think the two other guys that we have on this list offer a little bit better value and have the same kind of upside. So I'll, I'll hold my thoughts until the next couple guys you mentioned.
1: All right, uh, Frankie, Ian Thomas, DraftKings price this week is $3,400 versus the Hardy Atlanta Falcons defense. <sighs>
2: I, I this is a slight fade for me. I know Bill is probably going to jump all over it, but I just love the connection. I, I once again, one of my top streaming options is uh, Teddy Bridgewater this week, so I do love his potential in this matchup because we know that Dan Quinn has no clue. Uh, just like you know, he's on the same level as Adam Gase in New York. But I'll be honest, guys, we have to be able to look at this game, you know, from a fantasy standpoint. But I I tend to my eyes and my model and all the projections lean towards Robbie Anderson being the guy in this game. I think Ian Thomas will be able to eat, but I'm not. Not so sure that he eats uh, comparable to the other two players on this list. All right,
1: Bill, you fading fabs on this one, Ian Uh, Thomas. 100%
0: 100 fading fabs, and I'm going to have to have a discussion with Mr. Fabian. What is he doing putting Ian Thomas on this list? The guy had two catches for five yards last week. Don't give me that nonsense about, oh, well, one of them was for a touchdown. Two catches for five, in week four one catch for nine in week three zero for zero in week two two for 16 this guy averages less than 10 point uh 10 yards or catch and he averages about one or two catches per game why are we wh- what in the world has the attraction to Ian Thomas this week the Panthers have way too many options in that passing attack it starts with DJ Moore it starts with Robbie Anderson as Frankie mentioned it starts with Mike Thomas out of the backfield Ian Tom- Carter Samuels in there Ian Thomas is, I, I would be surprised if he has more than two catches this week because data shows us that that's where his ceiling is.
1: All right, last up, Frankie Faden, Fabs are not, Jordan Aikens versus the Jaguars. The DraftKings price is $3,300.
2: Yeah, this is another player that I'll be fading. I I, I don't really see the, the true value here. Um, Jordan Akins, for me is, is is still a player that I think that he obviously you have to be looking as as only a streaming option when the matchup is there. I know that the Jaguars look like a team that you could probably normally exploit right now, but I still believe that you know right now this Houston Texans offense. I don't know what we're really going to expect. I know I know that obviously this team should come out a little bit more motivated now that they they seem to all the reports are coming out now that the players themselves led by J.J. Watt while looking to uh, force the ouster of Bill O'Brien as head coach. But for me, it's going to be kind of – it's a little bit difficult for me to trust anybody in that offense right now. As we're seeing, Brandon Cooks, I mean, if you have him in fantasy, my God, I think it's time to cut bait because I don't know if there's anybody outside of, you you know, maybe – I I don't know. I, I have a trouble right now trusting anybody on that entire Houston Texans offense until I see more
1: going forward. I can agree with you on that one. It looks like a bad situation right here. But something that gives me a sneaky suspicion, I like the Texans this week. I think getting Bill O'Brien out of that building may have been a very good thing for them. All right, before we get ready to wrap up, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions about something we discussed earlier, the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year. I want to head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, Bill, and look at some of the odds right here. Right now, Joe Burrow is minus 110 the leader in the clubhouse to win the NFC I mean excuse me the NFL's offensive rookie of the year. Next up is Clyde Butler at plus 300, Justin Herbert at plus 800 and James Robinson at plus 1000. You're going to go you're going to go with the uh the smart you're going to go with the favorite and in, and in, in, um Burrow or do you think somebody else can emerge by time before time the season ends?
0: I think the NFL has such a l- love and affection for quarterbacks that it'll be really hard for Joe Burrow not to win this year's award, even though Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might be an incredible superstar in the making, might be on the best offense in the league, might help them get to another Super Bowl might help them win another Super Bowl, will help plenty of fantasy football players win their Super Bowl, win their championship. Uh, but when, when it comes to quarterbacks, the NFL, they, they have a love affair with um the QBs. And that's why Joe Burrow will win the minus 110. You might as well take advantage of it now. Cause that's just going to keep getting worse uh, against your favor as the season goes on. First quarterback in NFL history to have back to back to back 300 yard games at the rookie year.
1: All right. Now, Frankie, here we go. Come in. Do you have a short play on this one? Bill talked no. about the love for quarterbacks. Justin Herbert is plus 800.
2: Well, as everyone knows, I mean, the sharps have taught me one thing, and that's most of the times to fade the chalk. And I know that that would be a difficult situation. I tend to agree with Bill 100%. This award predominantly goes to a signal caller because of the numbers that they, you know, perennially put up. And right now, Joe Burrow is off to a tremendous start. But guys, a guy that we talked about earlier in the, in the, in the pod is Justin Herbert. And I actually like the odds of eight to one. I think you could probably even, you know, look around. You know, these, these odds are probably very, very attractive. If he's able to keep that position, And keep that, you know, keep starting and keep Tyrod Taylor on the bench. I think that's probably one of the reasons why we're seeing this inflated number on Justin Herbert. And actually, I'm shocked to see him not closer in that gap, not to be a little bit shorter between him and Clyde Edwards Alaire right now, you know, at that running back position. I, you know, I think there's some strong value to Justin Herbert right now. And I, I think that. I would actually look towards that eight to one. I think that looks really attractive and really juicy. And I would, you know, maybe he can do some things. He, he's a, he almost pulled off the upset of a team that a lot of people thought they stood no chance against with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You know, they were up 24 to seven. It wasn't his fault on defense. You know, that they just automatically had a huge letdown. And Brady just went absolutely crazy, becoming the oldest player in NFL, NFL history with five touchdown passes. So it proves that age is just a number. That makes me and Bill and you, Corey, feel really probably good right now. Um, but you know,
0: Here, here's why. Here's why I don't think Justin Herbert has a shot. You look at what the Chargers did last year; they were in a five and eleven team. The Bengals were two and fourteen. If the Bengals can get to the five wins that the Chargers had last year, borrow is going to get the award. The Chargers, I think, in order for Herbert to get it, they'd have to get to eight and eight, maybe nine and seven.
1: Interesting stuff right there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 listen. I I think it's going to go come down to more numbers and what they're doing. And I think that right now, you know, give this kid a little bit of credit. He's only a few yards away from three consecutive three hundred yard games. He had his first multiple touchdown passing game last week with three touchdowns. Burrow, no doubt, is is the clear leader in this. But I don't think it's his. I don't think that the va- I don't think that there's value in Burrow laying negative odds right now because as we know, due to COVID or injuries or anything like that, he could easily go down, you know, at any point this season. And that offensive line isn't the best in Cincinnati. And he does have some difficult matches, matchups coming forward. But for me, I think, you know, I would like the odds of and the attractiveness of eight to one. I think that's the true value.
0: The stats that you're saying Justin Herbert is almost close to getting to, Joe Just Joe Burrow's already getting him.
2: Oh, I understand that, but that because he was already hot, you know he was anointed the the starter and he came in more prepared. you know right. justin, justin right. obviously didn't have that that you know that advantage and that luxury, and yeah we're seeing what he can do now. I mean, if he's able to continue forward with last week's stats and throwing multiple touchdown passes in each game and you know and throw, you know let, let's see what he has, but at eight to one, that's a lot more attractive and worthy of a of a bet as opposed to laying negative odds.
1: It's interesting to watch how this situation plays out between these two young quarterbacks to see who gets the rookie of the year. Those odds were just now reported to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. That is Bull Market Fantasy as we get ready to head into week five of the NFL season for Bull Market Bill and Frankie i Corey Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Bull Market Fantasy. We are out.